listeners, that's the sound of Greenheart's The Vegan Vibe. You should be pretty used to it by now, because if you're a regular listener, you've, well, you've heard it a few times. We are supposed to start off with a rant of the day, but before we get into that, uh, I would just like to talk a little bit about the intro. When Eric and I were making the intro, Eric is my brother, he takes harmony in music, so he knows a lot about music. And I guess after he left, I was trying to work on it a little bit more. So I was trying to find the harmony to the last two chords, until I realized that because it was a major chord, the harmonies were already in it. It was, it was the stupidest thing I've ever done. If you guys know music, then you're probably laughing like, <laughs> you're probably laughing at me right now, but it was really embarrassing when I figured that out. Okay, rant, Brennan. All right. So I was trying to think of a segment to do for uh, the rant of the week, but I couldn't really think of anything angry or ranty. So I was just sitting in the middle of my lawn, relaxing, and I decided just to pick apart the name of the podcast, Green Hearts, The Vegan Vibe. And I decided that I should probably do a segment uh, on being green and why not turn it into a rant because we needed a rant for this episode. To me, being green is not a yuppie statement. I don't take out my recycling because I want to be seen. I take out my recycling because I think that it reduces the impact that I have on my surroundings. I think that it's up to every individual to do as much as they can to reduce their impact. And you can do these through the basic three R's, reuse, reduce, and recycle. Now, it sounds a little babyish to put this in here, and I know that we've been bombarded with this kind of information, but it really does make sense when you think about it. It's ultimately up to the individual to reduce, so that means purchasing items that have the least amount of packaging in them, and if you don't have that option, then why not go for something local or make it yourself? Like we talked about in a previous episode, you can make your own green cleaners. Now this doesn't create extra waste because all you have to do is remake your cleaner and then put it in the same container that you use every time. On that note, um, I really think that we should start reusing more and Alex is excellent at doing this. You go to his house and there's like reused plastic bags everywhere. Back in my pregame days, we used to drink a horrid amount of milk, like you can't even imagine how much milk we used to drink. It was all we drank. We didn't drink any water, we didn't drink any juice. The way I'm going with this is um, we have a lot of milk bags because we'd all save them, so we wash them out, and you can put carrots in them, you can put cards in them, you can put dice in them, anything you need. It's it's like using a Ziploc, but you can reuse them, they're easier to wash, and you just put a little elastic band at the top. If you're not vegan, then you should do that with your milk bags. And Alex also has a really awesome way of recycling milk bags and making something new out of them. He actually uh, makes his own green grocery bags. So um, we're going to include that in the show notes. Yeah, well, I'll describe it a little bit here just so uh, you guys can get the gist of it. So basically, you take milk bags. And by milk bags, for our international listeners, they're milk bags that are, I think, 1.2 liters large or maybe under a liter. Anyway, you get them in a big bag. I'm talking about the little clear bags that actually have the milk in them. Just cut the top, uh, like just... Snip it open. Yeah, snip it open and cut it straight and you'll have a bag that's similar to a Ziploc. Wash that out and let it dry, and then cut it so it's a sheet of material. So you'd put one cut along the, the length of it, one cut along the width, and then you've got a flat sheet of material. So you put three of these on top of each other, sandwich it between parchment paper, and then you can just iron it on your ironing board. You'll figure out how hot and how long to iron it by yourself, because everyone's iron is different. But I do it on high heat. And then once you've done that, you have a piece of quote-unquote material. So you just cut the edges so it's nice and square. 
and then you can melt these together with your iron, or you can sew them together and you can use them to make uh, bags. It's really easy. I'll, I'll include more of a description and some pictures in the show notes so you guys can see what kind of stuff you can do with it. And they're really cool. I experimented last summer and I made myself a wallet out of it, but I managed to iron it shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before I forget, for you vegans who are listening to our podcast, this is a great trick that you can use with uh, shopping bags, and I'm sure you have some in your home, or any uh, number one or two plastics that are really pliable work well for this, not, you know, plastic containers. So that goes through reusing and recycling? Yeah, actually, before we go away from reusing, I'm giving credit to Dino for this. I was listening to his podcast, and he says that you can reuse orange juice containers, those big plastic things, to store things such as rice or pasta in, and that way you don't have to buy a container. If you clean it and keep the the lid then it seals just as well as anything else and it's it's perfect especially if you buy in bulk which you should because it's cheaper and more environmentally friendly uh, you can just buy a bunch of rice store it in those and keep it in your basement so props to Dino for that and on that note my dad actually uses those kind of uh, juice containers in the garden as well and that's uh gives them a second life yeah exactly and listen if you're reusing something you don't have to feel like you're reusing it until the end of its life if you reuse something once or twice you're still making a difference. The more the better, but if you reuse it once or twice, that's still great. Yep. Think of new creative ways to reuse things. Exactly. and That's uh, the challenge of this week. Yes. Think of new ways to reuse things and let us know so we can give props to you on our next episode. So moving on to the allergy of the week. So I picked one that was kind of easy and... Uh, wait, gets... don't I get to pick one this week? Oh, wait, I don't have any. Oh. I'm just kidding. That was, that was harsh. I just gave uh, Alex the death glare. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. The anaphylactic death glare? Yeah. Hey, we're going to cover that later, actually. So the allergy of the week hits close to home for me. It's peanuts and tree nuts. That's catchy. So if you're allergic to peanuts and tree nuts, you can't have any peanut butter, obviously. Or Nutella. Lots of trail mix has nuts in it. Candies, baked goods, all sorts of spreads. So there are alternatives. As far as I know... Almonds are not considered actual nuts. I'm anaphylactic to nuts and I can eat almonds. So to me, that means that they're different in some way. I know that um, a lot of the time almond allergies come hand in hand with nut allergies. But for me, I can use it as um, an alternative for adding to baked goods or using as uh, like a peanut butter substitute. It has a different taste and a different texture as far as I know. And almonds are really good for you. They're also high in calcium. Exactly. And you can always uh, substitute nuts for seeds, right? So anaphylaxis. I'm anaphylactic to nuts. And that means that I have a really strong reaction that causes my eyes and throat to swell. And if it gets out of hand, I could die. So you have to be very mindful of Things like peanuts nowadays, a lot of the times they're not allowed in schools anymore because so many people ha- are anaphylactic to peanuts. I don't know exactly why um, it's become so prevalent. There's a lot of theories that it has to do with our overly clean society, but I, I don't know. Maybe if you guys have any info on that, you could send that to us too. Because I've read a lot uh, about this and I don't really know why this happens to me and others. Yeah, many others. Yeah. There are a lot of people in the world who are lactose intolerant too. Yep. I can tell you with confidence that 70% of the world is lactose intolerant. The vast majority of those people being in non-Western world. So they drink soy milk regularly <laughs> there and it's not like a 
you know, a special thing. If you go to China, there's so much all over the place. So that's it for the allergy of the week. The garden segment and our hippie moment have been combined for the week. It's the fall now, and a lot of you might be uh, living close to farms that are harvesting, or you might have a garden of your own uh, that you're taking food out of. So we're going to talk a little bit about storage. My dad has a huge garden and tons and tons of potatoes and tomatoes and garlic that he has to store, well, mainly the potatoes and garlic over the winter. And he came up with a really cool idea. He noticed in our local grocery store that they order their grapes in big styrofoam containers. And he figured that, you know how you can buy the uh, styrofoam coolers? Coolers are used to keep things at a regular temperature. So he figured, I can reuse these things that are just going to be thrown out later, and I'm going to be gentle with them because all I'm putting in them are my potatoes. So what we have in our cold storage room, which is a, a little room in our basement that stays cool all year, it's uh, insulated minimally and allowed to stay cool. Um, he keeps these styrofoam containers in there and piles them one on top of each other and stores the potatoes in there, and they keep longer because they're staying at a more regular temperature. I thought that was an interesting idea. It's a pretty good way of reusing these styrofoam things that would probably end up going in the landfill anyways. Yeah, for sure. And back to that whole nothing decomposes in the landfills. Shame on you, landfill. Shame on you. If you guys get a chance, you should visit a landfill. It really opens your eyes to what it actually looks like. I mean, there's a disconnect between what you put in your garbage and where it goes. You don't really think about it, right? And then once you see it, it, it really changes your perspective a lot. It's too bad that you can't see the effects that it has in the environment directly, but to see all that garbage in one place and all the good stuff that's thrown out, it's terrible. And on top of that, garbage picking is illegal, at least where we come from. You're not allowed to take anything out of the dump. Even if you see somebody dump a brand new TV or, or whatever, you can't take it for safety reasons. But I mean, yeah. reusing. Come on, guys, really. So on that note, we're going to talk about canning. <laughs> Back to food. That's a good segue. Yeah. There's lots of different ways of canning. Brandon's going to talk about the way his family uses, and then I'm going to talk about a way that I do. Yep. So my mom does the majority of the canning. Actually, tonight she was going to make Concord grape jelly. So we're going to have to check that out after we do the uh, podcast. Um, what we do is generally we make our own jams and jellies and mo they're mostly the sweet kind. And so we've, in the past, we've made choke cherry, which grows naturally in our area. We just go and pick the cherries, um, then cook them down, put them in cheesecloth and then follow the directions that are provided in the canning, um, materials that you can pick up at any grocery store. Uh, other jams and jellies that we've done in the past are cranberry and blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, apple. Anything works, really. Yeah. You can definitely can vegetables as pickles. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that. Talk about it now? Um, talk about pectin first and then splice it. Pectin? Like the pecs that I have? I'm flexing <laughs> them right now. I wish you guys no. could see. No. Not that kind. Okay. Fruit pectin is used generally for uh, the canning that we do and it's derived from fruit and you can make your own uh, we haven't actually done it but I hear that if you take green apples and cook them down and then pass it through cheesecloth you get your own natural thickener and that's called pectin it helps to preserve your fruit jellies and keeps it thick beautiful there are lots of other great uh, vegan vegetarian thickeners that you can get at your health food store uh, some good examples are xanathan gum which um, works really well. You can use it in soy milk shakes. And if you're lucky enough, um, carrageenan is also great. 
You could probably use them for this, but don't quote me on that. You can also can vegetables, and that's very popular. You can make pickles and... Good stuff. Well, I'll talk about that. So there's different ways of canning vegetables. The way that my Nona does it, Nona is Italian for a grandmother. She, for example, with red peppers, you would roast them and then take off the skin. And then you just put them in a clean jar. You have to make sure that you boil these jars to sterilize them. And then you just put the, the peppers in it, close it tight, and then it'll seal itself. And that's it. You don't even have to put it in the fridge. It just stays. If you do it wrong, they will go bad. So if you are really interested in learning to can properly, I suggest that you go get a book and follow the directions. There are lots of really excellent books on the market. And if you're not into reading a whole book, the instructions that come with pectin that you buy in the store will outline the procedure. Yeah, for sure. The other way to can vegetables is to make something with them. I've only done it with uh, Indian pickles, which I learned about from Dino's cookbook. We're actually going to be interviewing Dino in a point five, so get ready for that. So if you make an Indian pickle, which you'll be able to find in Dino's cookbook and you'll be able to find online, you put uh, oil on the top. So for example, you'd make the pickle, fill up the jar about 90%, put 10% oil on the top. And then after you close that jar, if you don't open it again, it'll stay for a very long time because that oil acts as a, as a barrier. For example, I made um, an Indian pickle tomato and I had it in my house open and then I closed it after I used it for a little bit and left it out of my fridge. And I didn't use it for about a month because I had my wisdom teeth pulled and I couldn't use it for anything really. And it went bad. But the two other jars that I kept downstairs sealed, they're more than fine. I just opened up a new one. And after you open it, you should probably keep it in your fridge. But I think they'll stay all winter if you put 10% oil on the top. Yeah, and another similar canning technique for the sweeter jams and jellies is you can put paraffin wax on the top. Yeah. And it looks really professional. It's pretty cool. Especially if you give them away to friends. Let's talk about giving food away to friends. I think that we need to expand our culture a little bit. We do. You should start giving stuff away to friends, even if it's just like something you canned or something you made, like maybe give them some hummus. It really goes a long way. I really appreciate when somebody goes out of their way to give me something, like a new hummus recipe. Uh, not only does it add it to what I can then make, but it gives me a little break from cooking. And it's always neat to swap vegetables from your garden and stuff. When Alex and I get together, we generally bring something over. Like the other day, I brought over a whole bunch of raspberries. And a couple days ago, I brought over a whole bag of garlic for them. And apples. And apples. And I wish I could return that, but nothing from our garden is ready yet. <laughs> except for lettuce. I'm sure you've got lettuce coming out of the wazoo. Pretty much, yeah. Everyone has lettuce coming out of the wazoo. <laughs> oh, lettuce. Actually, I've got a funny story about lettuce. My brother and I went to a restaurant. Um, I'm still trying to, I lost a little bit of weight after my oral surgery, and I'm still trying to gain it. I've almost got back. Anyway, we were at a restaurant, and I was eating salad, and my brother looked at me, and he said, Alex, what are you doing? No, no, this is not how you gain weight. You've got to eat fatty food. Put that salad back. <laughs> He's like, Alex, you go over there, you get that chili, you put some oil on it, and you eat it. <laughs> when I started to get full, he proceeded to say something like, Alex, you're better than this. You can do better. Come on, push hard. I'm training you. <laughs> he sounds like a cross between a personal trainer and a Nona. <laughs> yeah, my brother is my food trainer. That's awesome. I'm, I'm the veggie master. Eric is uh, my food trainer. <laughs> veggie master is courtesy of Bob the Tomato, whose email you heard on an earlier podcast. I don't have a nickname yet. I'm jealous. You do. Brenda. No. I got called Brenda at the doctor's office. Really? Yeah. That's good. That's, That's good. Yeah. Okay, anyway, next week for our garden segment, we're going to be talking about green lawn care. So look forward to rotary mowers and corn gluten meal. Uh, and I can add to that. We're also going to talk about how to keep your garden lush and thick without using pesticides or chemicals. So the spice of the week is... Cloves. 
Cloves have a very savory, earthy, and warm flavor. Wow, that sounded like an ad. Why <laughs> cloves now? <laughs> yeah, um, you can combine them with allspice and cinnamon for an aromatic additive to soups, breads, and uh, baked goods. You can also use them in tomato sauce. Well, this week we are going to have two recipes, so look forward to double the making fun. So the recipes that we're going to include in the show notes are going to be uh, spiced peaches as a dessert and... Uh, An Italian tomato sauce. Yeah. From my family to yours. Yay. From our table to you. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, geez. Um, so the book of the week, speaking of food, is In Defense of Food by... Michael, Michael Pollan. I'm just going to talk about Michael Pollan before Brennan talks about the book of the week. I read uh, his book, The Omnivore's Dilemma. And contrary to what most vegans think, I really enjoyed it. He presents a thorough argument on both sides. I'm not going to go into it because it's not the book of the week. But cut Michael Pollan some slack, guys. I liked a lot of his ideas in Defense of Food. Uh, in In Defense of Food. And um, some of the things that I thought were pretty good points, even though he's not pro-vegan or... Even pro-vegetarian. Yeah. I don't think we should necessarily nail him for not being pro-vegan or vegetarian. I think he has some really good points. Like uh, the slow food concept that's going on in Italy. I think that's uh, pretty cool that he recognizes that. And uh, I think mo more people should start uh, joining in on the slow food uh, revolution. For sure. Um, he talks a lot about reducing meat consumption, not eliminating it, but reducing it for environmental reasons. For environmental reasons. And he also realizes that animal welfare is a, is a big problem. He's, uh, he supports happy meat, which is better than unhappy meat, but it's not best. I really liked how he tries to educate the public on harmful additives in foods and gives us a better understanding of the things to look for in foods, like corn syrup and that kind of stuff, the stuff that's really bad for our health. We also have a quote of the week. This is from the book Animal Farm, which we'll feature on one of our later podcasts. The quote reads, All animals are created equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Animal Farm is a really famous book around the, around the world, and this quote underlines a lot of the main points that are discussed in Animal Farm. You should go read it. I think that we can cover in this episode how to make podcasts. We talked about that in one of our other episodes, and uh, now would be a good time to cover it so we can tie the loose ends that we've been leaving. As we mentioned before, we start off with our espresso ritual. Alex was good enough to bring along a little uh, jar full of... Cold coffee. Cold coffee, and yeah... We started off this episode a couple times because I kept screwing up really badly. Yeah, okay, before that, let's backtrack a little bit. <laughs> First, we start writing the show notes. So throughout the week, we get ideas and we write them down. We discuss them with each other uh, very thoroughly. This takes a lot of time. We yeah. put together a final set of show notes that we look over together instead of discussing uh, over some sort of internet media. Then we do the, the coffee thing that Brandon was talking about, and then we start recording. And recording is always done in one shot, but sometimes we just trash the whole thing and uh, do it in a second shot. Then we add things into the audio. We uh, play around with it and put claps and stuff if we need it. Mm. And if there are any like really horrible long pauses, we take those out. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of times in this episode, for example, we will talk about something and then decide that we're not going to talk about it. So instead of trashing the whole thing, we'll just get rid of that. Yeah. Or if, um, you know, Brendan farts, for example... We don't usually put those in the episodes. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> Alex is more likely to do something like that. Oh. <laughs> so after we have the raw audio, Brennan so far is the one who's taken it upon himself to do all of this, this editing of all the, the junk long silences and the tangents that we have that <laughs> don't make it into the show and adds in uh, some media if we can somewhere. 
and then he finalizes it under uh, the program GarageBand under a Mac, which I would recommend if you are making podcasts and you have a Mac. Not that you really have many other choices if you have a Mac, but it's it's a great program. <laughs> so he's, he consolidates in, into one file and makes sure that we have all of our, our notes on it. Like we have our picture, we have the tags, and the name is right. Mm -hmm. And then he uploads it onto an independent server. Right now we don't use ours because I'm still trying to work it out. I'm not really that into computers. I'm, I'm trying to get as familiar with them as I can. Then we write up the show notes and we do that all through HTML. We post them on our blog, we post it on Facebook, we post it on Twitter, we post it on our website. And as soon as we get a different feed, we're going to post it on a different feed just so that, that doesn't matter to you guys. It's just for us to make our lives easier. So, But basically, we have to post it on Twitter, Facebook, our blog, and our homepage. Our homepage is done in HTML. And then after that, we have to like we put together all the show notes and post it in that. And then we uh, keep on updating these social networking sites to try to get more listeners and to introduce to them that we have a new podcast out. Yeah, and we're constantly send, sending out uh, emails and Facebook notifications. We're also monitoring our site and trying to figure out if there's anything that we can change. We have a little site counter at the bottom that tells you how many visitors have visited our homepage, which is pretty cool. And it's really helpful for us because it, it tells us whether that page is good or that page is not good because if it's being visited a lot, then it's good. Yeah. So that's our podcast for this week. I hope you liked it. You can visit our new website. It's still new at <laughs> www.greenhearts.ca. Send us a letter at greenheartsatlive.ca. And uh, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Stay green. Be kind. See you later, alligators. Just in case you guys were wondering, this podcast was recorded about a week ago when Alex and I were together. Now I'm down south and Alex is up north, so we're going to try to come out with regular podcasts, but it might be a little bit different. So in the meantime, stay green, be kind, and we'll talk to you on the internet. Bye.